Welcome, friend. It's time to hit pause on your busy day and enjoy the Sweet Sila Moments podcast. Let's ponder God's Word together and find the encouragement we need to work well and rest well. The Sweet Sila Moments podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sila Ministries. Welcome to episode 20 of the Sweet Sila Moments podcast. Today's episode is called Pray Like Jesus, the Lord's Prayer. Oh, Sharon, I love prayer. <laughs> it is such an amazing gift. I have been talking to God since I can remember. There have been times when I have not read my Bible and my relationship with God has been an afterthought, sadly, um, as I have drifted and come back to Him. But prayer has always been that constant in my life. I have never stopped praying. Especially now as a mother, I cling to that verse, pray without ceasing in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And I do. <laughs> they range from long, intentional prayers to written prayers in my journal to quick cries for help throughout the day. But I am always talking to Jesus. I have so many words, and he's never sick of hearing from me. <laughs> it's just the best. <laughs> Sharon, how about you? When did you first learn to pray, and how is it going with your prayer life? I'm just laughing because we are so alike. <laughs> Ray always says, I use up all my words at school. Yeah. And when I come home, I don't have a lot to say, but that's okay <laughs> because you obviously haven't used up all your words yet. <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> and you're right, no matter how, how many words we have, God will listen mm. to every single one and delight yeah. in hearing from us. So, you know, I think one of the richest gifts of growing up in a Christian home mm. is is the gift of feeling that freedom to come to God in prayer. Yes. I, yeah. I, it's just such an, a wonderful blessing. There's some downsides to growing up in a Christian home. You can take the gospel message for granted. Mm, yeah. You cannot feel humbled because you had this wicked life and then came to Christ and you mm. can you can be too blasé. So I'm not saying that everything about growing up Christianly is yeah. great. But I think if you grow up from childhood on knowing mm. there's a God that loves you, then the ability to run to him often mm. comes very sweetly and easily. And so I just, I'm grateful. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful. Yep. God chose to place me in the home of Christian parents that from day one had me praying. Awesome. And uh, when I was a teenager, would come into my room at night and they'd pray individually with me before I went to sleep. Yeah. Prayer has been the, the warp and woof of my life. It's yeah. just been woven right into the fabric. And I am so, so grateful. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think it's fascinating, Nicole, that the disciples who had been with Jesus for a while in mm. Luke chapter 11 said, Lord, teach us to pray. Because they grew up in Jewish homes where there was some form of prayer. But I think they saw Jesus pray, and they wanted to do it like him. Mm. So right after they say that in Luke, Luke records the same Lord's Prayer that we're going to be reading today in Matthew. Jesus prayed often. He was always talking to his father. He got up before dawn after some long days and then just a short night because he was desperate to meet with God in prayer. Before he was crucified, Jesus prayed and prayed and prayed and <laughs> prayed until he sweat drops of blood praying, mm. asking God for a way out or a way to endure what was coming. Jesus prayed. Mm. So when he gives us a blueprint for prayer, we need to sit up and take note. <laughs> and he surely gave us that blueprint. Mm. So 
But before we read the passage, let's let's talk about the Lord's Prayer itself, because that's when he was asked how to pray, that's what he gave to the disciples. When did you learn the Lord's Prayer? (laughs) And do you ever pray it? We, I feel like that's a staple in Sunday school if you grew up in a Christian home. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, I learned that um, pretty young, I think. Um, in our churches. And do I ever pray it? You know, I do. Not until we would pray it as a congregation together um, at one of our other churches too. But personally, I have found myself praying it more often just to kind of um, like reset and make sure that my prayers are honoring to God and kind of going through all the things. Okay, so thank him first and then, you know, we're going to get into it. But yeah, I do use it as a good, a good it is a good reset. It's a great template. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I really like that. Well, my mom was British. My dad met her in England and brought her to America where she knew no one except my dad. Sweet, (laughs) sweet British girl. And uh, she didn't drive for the longest time in America. Yeah. She just didn't. She didn't want her license. And she was used to walking everywhere. So, so was I because she had four kids and she would grocery shop every two or three days at the time. And so she'd pull a wagon behind her. She'd have a stroller for my little baby brother. And we would walk a mile to the local IGA and we'd (laughs) shop and then walk home again. And I remember learning the Lord's Prayer on one of those walks. Oh, how cute. Isn't that neat? There was this like wall, stone wall we'd walk on together in balance. And we would say the Lord's Prayer while we were walking along the wall. So, you know, the Deuteronomy 6 thing. I was just going to say, she did it. (laughs) Literally, while we were walking. We were learning Psalm 23 and Psalm 121 and the Lord's Prayer. (laughs) So it was definitely a part of my childhood. I probably also prayed it in church, but I remember it first being taught by my mama. Isn't that nice? That's really neat. I really love that. So, well, our passage of scripture and our precious sweet seal moment with Hmm. God today is found in Matthew 6, 7 through 15. So let's alternate verses, and Nicole, why don't you start? All right, I'll start with verse 7. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. That's where it ends in Matthew. Mm. But not all manuscripts have that ending. Some later ones add, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Mm. And that's what we're used to saying at the end. Whether it was originally in the prayer or not, I think it's a really sweet way to end. I like that. (laughs) So our last two verses, verses 14 and 15, which you just read, totally relate to today and what we're going to be talking about too. So um, let's see. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Yeah, those last two verses are kind of sobering, Nicole. Yeah. (laughs) If you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Mm. Yikes. We're going to get to that part, but let's start at the beginning and work our way through. Okay. Okay, Okay, we start with, at verse 7, how not to pray. Nicole, Jesus says we shouldn't babble on and on. 
What does that mean? I mean, we are the women with words and lots of them. <laughs> does that mean our prayers have to be super short? Oh, no, thank goodness. <laughs> I, have all, I always have something to talk to God about. Um, I think what the verse is trying to say is that um, if we repeat something so often, it's almost like make sure God does it our way. Um, it almost becomes like a ritual to make sure it happens. So that's not really, I don't think what... He wants exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think when he's referring to what pagans did, it's sort of like saying, "Please let it rain today. Please let it rain today. Please let it rain today. Oh, Please yeah. let it rain today." You know, kind of a chant, kind yeah. of a by my many words and my mm. persistence in in saying the same thing over and over again, I will make it happen. Mm. And that's the antithesis of prayer, which is asking God to make something happen mm. that we have no control over. Right. And we certainly don't have control over when it rains. No. You know? <laughs> so I think sometimes also um, the babbling can be frenzy, emotion, just trying to rev up some something huge so that God, quote, has to respond. Right. Well, it's on our own strength at that point. Exactly. Then, like you said, it's obviously Exactly. Prayer, so, so that that is not the right way to yeah. do it. So, But I find it so interesting in verse 8. Jesus says, don't be like them, hmm. for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So you know, don't be like these people that are babbling on and on. Give me rain, give me rain, give me rain. Yeah. God knows what you need. But then in verse 9, right after he tells us that God already knows, he says, pray like this. <sighs> So this is fascinating. God knows before we ask. It's not like we are informing him of something. Mm. You know, when I say, oh, Father God, please help my trip to Alaska to go well. Mm. God knows I want my trip to Alaska to go well. (laughs) But yet, he says, pray anyway. Mm. And then he shows us how. So has this ever puzzled you, Nicole? Mm. Why do we pray when God already knows before we ask? It's so funny that you should ask us. Um, I've been wrestling with this lately. I actually asked God this question in my prayer journal a couple weeks ago. And, you know, kind of being like a little antagonistic, like, okay, God, like, you know, I understand this prayer, but why pray if we know, if you know what we're going to say? And God has been showing me that um, it's about the relationship with him, Mm -hmm. Um, the coming to him for my needs and not trying to do it on my own. Um, It's like how I know my my girls need something and I'll sometimes have it ready for them, um, but I won't be like an overbearing mom and push it on them myself. I'll wait for them to come to me to ask for help on their own. Oh, what a good example. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we're supposed to be God's kids. So it's a perfect example. When they ask, when your girls ask, when they're actually ready for that help, that's when you give it to them. And they receive it better because they've asked and they're ready to receive it. Same with us. If we go to God, we're asking, I think we're more open to receive it. And we just would, you know, receive it better. I like that. Yeah. I think when we ask, God knows we will note who it did that helped us. Mm, you know, true. if we're just rolling along on our own, um, we're not going to necessarily say, wow, God did that for me. Yeah. It just kind of happened. Right. God, but that was when, nice. <laughs> yeah. But when we specifically ask for something and yeah. then it shows up, we give him the glory, we give him the glory mm. for it. Not that he doesn't give us everything all the time anyways. Right. Everything we have is from him, but we just give him the glory. So That's true. Huh. Well, let's like get that. started. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus starts this prayer by calling God our Father. Mm. You know, I love that it's our and not my here, because we are part of one huge family. He is Mm. my daddy, but he is also our, collectively, all Christians, Mm. Father. It's really sweet. Yeah, I love that. It makes it more intimate, too, to call him Father, you know? Like, it's just, like you said, Mm -hmm. we're his kids. We can come to him. Um, And I love that part, too, the 
we're not alone. There are Christian brothers and sisters all over the world. Yes. We're part of this larger family, and he is our father. I, I just love that part. It's beautiful. And when we say it communally, it reminds us that we're all kids together. Yeah. When we say our father. Yep. So uh, we remind ourselves that we're praying to this big father of all who we turn to, who's in heaven, who's huge, who's <laughs> holy. It's a sweet way to start. Mm. What do you like about our Father who art in heaven? Holy be your name. Mm. Well, the Our Father makes it so personal. Um, just we get to go to this this massive God with our struggles. It's just amazing, um, and He's such a powerful and holy God. And I can call Him Father. Isn't That's that just, neat? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we start with kind of acknowledging who He is. Yeah. And we've got both the Father part, mm-hmm. which is the intimate part, and the holy mm. part, which is the awe part and both need to be there right so we come with a good with the right attitude yes perspective. there's a reverence yeah and yet there's a closeness mm. this is just so perfect it oh is. my goodness it's a good start <laughs> <laughs> okay next phrase why don't you read the next phrase for us okay may your kingdom come soon may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven may your kingdom come soon mm. huh and i really want that these days I was just saying, I feel like I'm saying that a lot more recently than ever before. Yes, yes. <laughs> my heart's cry. Where we'll have righteous leader, yeah. Jesus, who knows um, what is best for us. Yeah. I mean, we need to long for this. And the next one, I'm like, do I always long for his will to be done on mm. earth as it is in heaven? Because that means my will. Mm-hmm. does not get done. Yeah. It's a great part of this prayer. I want your will. I mm-hmm. want the will that you have in heaven that has worked things out so perfectly that there aren't disputes and arguments and bitterness and nastiness. Yeah. I want that will mm-hmm. here on earth. So That's so good. Yeah. It's really changed my prayers a bit. I share my needs, but I always end with your will be done. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, I think it, I think if we say your will be done, it takes the pressure off of it not to feel like I have to pray the right way to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Because God yeah. knows it all and he knows what is ultimately best. I can pray and rest in whatever decision he chooses. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's hard to give up my will sometimes. Yes. <laughs> for one year, um, I chose as my verse, because I always choose a verse for the year yeah. to focus on. I chose the Lord's Prayer. And it was just a oh, couple neat. of years ago when I started Sweet Seal Ministries, actually. And I found that as I was trying to put together this nonprofit and all the different things that had to go into it, yeah. your will be done was a constant happy prayer because mm. really this is for him right so your will be done in this your will be done in that and i found that i became more genuine and really wanting it because i saw how poorly my will worked out <laughs> i'm like Maybe okay he so knows you, better <laughs> yeah you know what's going to happen in the future yeah you know everybody's motives you right. know what is going to hurt me ultimately and what is going to help me why in the world would i choose my will over mm. yours when you see the whole picture oh yeah so your will be done is a wonderful prayer it is not a cop-out i know some people say oh, if you pray your will be done that means you're not trusting you can do it in faith yes i am mm. i know full well that if god wants to heal someone he can heal them right but i want his will mm. and it might be their time to die right you know so i like it yeah, in conclusion. Yeah. Like um, so, okay, this next one is so short and sweet. Give us today the food we need, or give us this day our daily bread yes. is a more familiar <laughs> way to look at it. Um, so, asking for what we need, mm. what does that encompass? What, I mean, this. talk I to me about that. It's not just food, definitely not just food. I think 
I know as a mom of four girls that my daily prayer isn't always about food. It's more like my daily portion, my daily allotment of grace for my kids and, you know, give me mercy, God, for my sins. But my daily strength for today. Yeah. That's where I usually yeah. ask him for. That's my daily prayer. That's your daily prayer. I <laughs> yeah. love that. And I love the daily part because yeah. going back to manna, which we talked about a few weeks ago, yeah. manna was daily, except yes. on Sundays. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you couldn't pick up manna for the week. Right. You had to pick up manna every day. Mm. And I think the dailiness in this is, is a real strong hint that we ought to be praying daily. Yes. We need to come to him for strength for the day, like you said, right. grace for the day what our needs are for that day mm. and not get so worried about tomorrow and you know what we need 10 years from now right well we... i think that's where anxiety comes in yes. we, we worry about tomorrow the next week and god gives us what we need for today he doesn't right. give us strength for tomorrow no so it's terrifying to think about it um my little girl actually they always ask these deep questions at bedtime but my <laughs> six-year-old was talking about dying and how afraid she was of dying and it just broke my heart and then god gave me these words i said sweetheart you're afraid of dying because it's not your time to die like when it's our time god's gonna be there and walk through that final scary thing with us so honey go to sleep you're good if you're afraid you're good (laughs) that's a good point you're not near dying if you're just go to sleep (laughs) that's beautiful it really was like he gives us what we need when we need it he does yeah so that dailiness i think is almost as important as the bread part yes you know our our needs and he certainly can give us and does give us so much more than we need i mean i eat a whole lot more than bread Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, bread and water can sustain you for quite right. the little while, and we get so much more. Yes, we do. But um, we can always come to him and ask him for, for mm. our needs. Yeah, so, exactly. So, And now we're at this hard part mm. about forgiving. It says, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And then those last two verses at the end, it's like Jesus goes back to this section and says, yeah. It's interesting that he has to emphasize this part. I think it's because it's a really hard part. It is. And and I don't like that he emphasizes it because then it, it's like hard to ignore. Right. You know? But here it is. <laughs> if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Mm. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow. Oh, I, oh, Nicole. That's a shudder moment. That's a really, really, really hard thing. Yeah. Because if you've suffered trauma at the hands of someone who's been abusive, mm. I don't think forgiveness happens rapidly. No. I think there's, Not and easily. I think God understands that. But what, what is forgiveness? Hmm. Is it saying it's okay that you did that awful thing? to me? No. No, it is not. Not ever. For, I think that's why we have a hard time forgiving. We think that if I say I forgive you, mm. it's like, it's okay that you did it. Mm. No, You're right. it is not. Evil is never okay. It is never okay. We never have to say what you did was good. It was not good. In fact, the very fact that they need forgiveness says they did something wrong. Mm. So we get twisted in our thinking about forgiveness, and we think we're, we're sort of saying it was okay. What it's really saying, if you look at the word in Greek, is afiemi, hmm. is we're letting go of our desire to pound their face in. Wow. That's really what it is. I am letting go of this. Yeah. God, God isn't. God is the judge, and God is also merciful, mm. and God sees the whole story. Right. He sees your story and your heart and what's going to happen next in your life. I don't. Mm. 
that thy will be done thing. Mm -hmm. I forgive, I afiamai, I release you from my bitterness and my rage, and I entrust you to the God that knows better than me. Mm. So a letting go thing is a lot easier than um, thinking that it's a, it's okay that you hurt me. Yeah, you're it's just really releasing is. that burden of carrying something that you shouldn't have to carry. Right, and that is only going to make you bitter. Right, it never, it never hurts the other person to not forgive them. It only hurts us. Always hurts us. Yeah. Always hurts us. And it stirs that awful thing they did up again. Yeah. Every time we don't forgive, yeah. it digs that... Um, that circuit in our brain mm-hmm. deeper that's going to remember it. I mean, mm-hmm. we we make ourselves suffer more exactly. because every time we think about it, it goes deeper and then it's easier to think about it again mm-hmm. and get angry again. So we can work ourselves into this horrible place of yeah. bitterness and unhappiness and rage and depression simply because we won't afiemi, release so, it. Mm-hmm. So again, God's words and God's commands are for our good. I know. The releasing of the desire to do justice on our own and to hurt someone mm. is good for us. Go figure. It's like he knows what is best for us and oh, my <laughs> cares goodness. about us. Yeah. So how do we do it though? I mean, we, we release it. We say release it. Yeah. I'll tell you one of my ways and maybe you can share one of yours if you have a way that helps you forgive. <laughs> But I have found when it's been a hard one for me, when yeah. someone has really deeply wounded me, and I'm trying to think of the name of somebody that I don't know at all, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a Beatrice, and if your name is Beatrice, I don't mean you. It's not you, Beatrice. It's not you, Beatrice. Um, <laughs> but I will say out loud, when mm. the anger comes back, and yeah. the revenge comes back, and the, the desire for them to feel the hurt I felt, because that's a lot of what it is for me. Yeah. You hurt me, and I want you to know how much you hurt me, so I want you hurt which is yeah. a nasty little attitude. It really is. It so so anyways, what I'll do to fight it is out loud, if I'm alone, so weird <laughs> if you're with other people, I will say, I forgive you, Beatrice. Wow. Every time. I forgive you, Beatrice. Only mm-hmm. it's not Beatrice. We all got that, right? Okay. <laughs> so, but the saying of it out loud, mm-hmm. again, is, is like a, a counterattack of the enemy that's yeah. trying to keep me in a space of unforgiveness. Now, have I forgiven completely? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I keep saying it and working on it, and and sometimes a huge release comes just from saying, I forgive you, Beatrice. It's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, so that's one method. Have you got a method? Not as good as that. I like that. (laughs) Well, because Satan can't read our thoughts, I don't think. No, he can't. God is is omniscient, but Mm -hmm. Satan can't. So Mm -hmm. when we verbalize these things, he gets to hear that we're fighting against this temptation. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's... I process out loud. It's nice to talk to a trusted friend and help work through, you know, some of the hurt in what had happened. And then, like, forgive. Like you said, every time they come to your mind, just be like, okay, I don't want to dwell on this. Like, God, forgive them and let me help me let it go. Right. You know, just constant. I think it's like capturing your thoughts again. Just every time it it pops in, like, okay, God. I don't yeah. want this. And yeah. it's, it's not instant. It's not magic. No. It takes that like digging out because it's a, it's a deep hurt It's sometimes. a deep hurt. Yeah. Right. It's right. like an ugly root. You have to get the whole root and the tap roots and all that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, can, that repetitive yes. forgiveness. Yes. And Jesus' reason for this is so beautiful. Mm. God forgives us so much. I mean, I don't want to tell you how many times I've had to say, please forgive me for losing my temper. Mm, yes. So don't ask me because I'm... <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Way too many. I get so disgusted with myself. You know, know. like, how in the world? 
Am I still losing my temper? But God <laughs> continues to forgive me. I know. What every is time. that? It's amazing. Oh, my word. And then the wonderful story of the prodigal son who squanders everything and is just rotten to the core. Mm. And he comes back and the father runs, hugs him, and throws a party. We have lecture him first. <laughs> I know. We have such a forgiving God. We you have do. such a forgiving God. It must break God's heart mm. when we won't forgive. When he is so generous with it, and we have gone against him so much more often than any other person, because every sin is against God. Right. So um, I think that helps too, just remembering that God forgives. But this is serious. So if you are struggling with unforgiveness, Mm -hmm. I recommend just saying, I forgive you and putting that name in out loud as a start, Mm -hmm. and then trusting that God will help you afiemi, release it. Never, ever do you have to say what someone did to you that was wrong was right. Mm -hmm. You don't. But you do need to release them and let God deal with them justly and with the same mercy Mm -hmm. that he gives to us. Absolutely. Okay, Nicole, why don't you read the next verse? All right. For yours is the kingdom. You forgot. Don't let us yield to temptation. Oh, I did. I jumped right to the end. (laughs) (laughs) And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. That's a good one. We can't skip that part. We cannot skip that one. Because the temptation is not to forgive. It's interesting that that comes right afterwards. Oh, yeah. Isn't that? I mean, there's other temptations, too. But that's a hard, that's a strong temptation to just hold on to it. I think he knows we're all prone to holding that hurt tight and clutching in our fists. Yes, 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 yes. And I love that daily, if this is a daily kind of prayer, we should Mm. say, protect me from the evil one. Mm. Don't let me be tempted beyond my ability to stand it. Make me aware of when I'm being pulled away from yeah. living out the life you want me to live. It's yeah. beautiful. That is a good so, one. Yeah. yeah. Satan is actively trying to tempt us and hurt us. He's just, he's a constant force. So we need to be aware of that and ask God to protect us from yes. him. Now, how do you fight temptation? Tell me. Well, it certainly helps to be praying every day and starting the day with God. If I start it with in the word, then I'm already prepared. I'm not going to be as caught off guard. Mm-hmm. something comes mm-hmm. so you know it's mm-hmm. a and to be person to be real little like read your bible and pray every day but it's true it's simple and it's true and it's yes. effective it's your daily manna yep exactly it, it is and i yep. need it and it and we get we walk astray if we don't have it i yes, can't tell you the so number easily. of times i've had people come to me and and tell me that things aren't right in their life yeah and christian friends and i'll yeah. say how's your quiet time mm. almost inevitably the quiet time isn't good. Right. You know, when you lose that daily connection with the only one mm. that can keep us straight, yep. <laughs> then you start to drift. Yeah. You just do. Oh, yep. Lord, we need you every hour. Yes, we do. We really do. Yep. <laughs> okay. That last part for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Mm. I just, I don't know when that was added, you know, because the Bible says it's not in the, the some of the manuscripts, but I'm glad whoever added it because it's just such a beautiful way to end it is yeah i think it's good that we start with praise and we end with praise because it again it reminds us of what god has done and then there's like a there's a trust in the praising him at the end too like oh yeah you're going to do this you're going to do your work so there's a faith there's a faith in it yeah Yeah. Uh, there absolutely is and and if his is the kingdom and the power and the glory it's also another um humbling Mm. It's not my kingdom, right. it's not my power, and it's not my glory. Yeah. I glory in the fact that I'm his, and that is stunning. Yes. 
Yes, it and is. And definitely undeserved. Mm. Definitely undeserved. And yet I am. I'm his. Such a beautiful thing. It so is. what we're going to do, friends, as we end today, I'm going to say, you know, a prayer. But then Nicole and I are going to recite the old King James Version, Our Father Who Art in Heaven prayer, <laughs> because I think that's the one most mm. of you know. And, and would you like to join us? Would you like to find a prayer closet and just say those words with us or, or grab the hands of your children in the kitchen and say, come on, children, we are going to pray this prayer together. Mm. I just love picturing all of us uh, Sweet Sela ministry family peeps that listen to the <laughs> podcast together, worshiping, thanking, asking, all the things that are found in the Lord's Prayer. So mm. let me close this in prayer, and then um, we'll end with the Our Father, which art in heaven. So, Oh, Heavenly Father, how I thank you for the richness of this simple prayer, for how much it teaches us about how good you are, how forgiving you are, how you are able to keep us from temptation. Thank you for what it teaches us about you and about ourselves. Lord, truly we do want your will to be done. We want your kingdom to come. This world is such a mess. We need you. We need you. We need you. And so together, with one heart, we pray. Our Father, Father, which which art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. What a blessing to pray with you, sweet Sela family. Honoring God in this most beautiful of prayers. We love prayer, and I want to remind you that if you go to sweetsela.org slash podcast, you can ask for prayer in the comments, and we would be honored to pray for you. Please remember to do all the things that help us get this podcast out, friends. Thank you. And do come back next week for episode 21, Money Problems and Other Big Worries. May God bless you with a wonderful week walking with Jesus. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.